full circle. Hi, I'm Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. Girlfriend, this is a place where you and I can connect. It's a show that embraces a 360-degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about, and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. I am so excited for my guest. Now, I watch her every night, well, almost every night on TV when I do watch the news. But she is so much more than that. And so I want to dig into all things Lena Washington. So let me just introduce Lena to you. So Lena Washington is an Emmy. She's got two Emmys, so that's dope right there. She's an Emmy award-winning sports anchor and reporter who joined ABC 10 in Sacramento in July 2017. Now, Lena was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona. Arizona, and she is a very proud sun devil. She got her bachelor's degree from Arizona State in broadcast journalism from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Mass Communication. In addition, Lena is one of the creators of Boards for Change, a Sacramento-based community beautification initiative, and we'll talk about that because it's really dope. But Lena, along with Shannon O'Rourke and Kimberly Prince, they came together in a time of hardship to create this platform of resistance through art, which is a direct result of the recent George Floyd protest and Black Lives Matter movement. So that's Boards for Change. We're going to talk about that and so much more. I don't want to take any more time. I want to just jump right into the conversation. Good morning to you, Lena. Good morning, Miss Wanda. I'm so happy to be here talking with you and finally connecting. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, we've been communicating for some time, so I'm glad that you're here in the studio with me, family. We are socially distant. We're safe. And Miss Lena has her mask on, so mm-hmm. don't don't call us about that. We would call <laughs> us about good stuff, okay? <laughs> so, Lena, go ahead and introduce yourself to the family. Yeah, I mean, you did a pretty good job of it. I I came to Sacramento by way of Phoenix. Um, I had worked for three and a half years in Bakersfield mm-hmm. uh, for my first job. Started off doing weekend sports and weekday news. So I, you know, did the breaking news. I did the the calls to the sheriff's department and mm-hmm. all that. And then when the opportunity was there for me to become the sports director, I stepped into that role. And as far as I know, I'm the first and maybe only uh-huh. black female, you know, woman, uh, black woman to hold that position in Bakersfield, uh, which is market, you know, 120, yeah. 130, you know, in between there. Um, took some time off, went back home to Phoenix, found an opportunity here in Sacramento mm-hmm. um, at ABC 10, and I've been here ever since. And it's been, uh, you know, a exciting opportunity to cover everything from mm-hmm. the Super Bowl last year to the finals when they were at Oracle Arena. And it's just been an incredible learning experience. And of course, in the last year, it's been a time for me to really feel the love from the community. Yeah. And, and it started to feel more like home in these recent months, um, in spite of everything. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, I got some exciting stuff coming up and can't wait to talk about it so when you went to Arizona State you broadcast journalism Mm -hmm. was your 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 thing so I actually started off as a dance major oh wow because I was a competitive dancer growing Mm -hmm. up I was a 
theater kid. I was a choir nerd. You know, I was in any production, every production uh-huh. probably from <laughs> and from junior to senior year in high school. Um, and I was part of the dance team at Arizona State. So mm-hmm. I was at every football game on the sidelines, every basketball game. I was there when James Harden was playing. Okay. So, you know, it was always an exciting experience for me to be in that environment and I grew up around sports my dad played sports and all that Um, and I've been to games before but to be on the sidelines and to feel that energy and I was the one that was kind of like yeah, we have the ball, so don't count, don't call the defense chant. <laughs> like, don't, don't do that one. So, uh, you know, things kind of changed in, in my interests between, I guess, the spring semester of my freshman year and mm-hmm. transitioned into broadcast journalism my sophomore year. And mm-hmm. uh, the Walter Cronkite School prepared me for real-world kind of experiences outside of breaking news and all of that. But yeah. the, the enterprising your stories, the day turns, the carrying your own gear, shooting everything, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm... I'm not that old, but I'm old enough where I learned on tape how to edit and shoot on tape. (laughs) Then we transitioned into SD cards. We are one of the first programs to really do that. We had a student-produced newscast um, that was on the local PBS station. Mm -hmm. We were in the heart of downtown, so we had the arenas around us and, and so many resources to tell these stories. And since then, like the Cronkite School's Sports Bureau has expanded, and Mm -hmm. it's been really cool to see the products of this program that I was fortunate to make it through and thrive in, and I haven't looked back since. I still love dancing, but Uh (laughs) um, that's more of a hobby than a profession. But, um, yeah, so far I've really enjoyed telling stories of of all different content levels from Mm -hmm. sports to breaking news to conversations about racial the experience here in Sacramento specifically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's been amazing. Your background is so rich. It mirrors radio in the sense of you really have to learn everything. Like so Mm -hmm. many people always ask me, like, uh, how many people do you have in the studio helping you with your show? I'm like, I'm the host, the producer, right. the talent booker, the <laughs> yep. the editor, all that. And so, but that really gives you a good gauge of experience, right? It lets you know and see everything and have a good understanding of what's really happening and not just be the face in the front. Absolutely. And, you know, when people see me carrying my backpack and my laptop and my tripod and my camera and I look and I'm trying to look cute, they say, oh, you should be in front of the camera. I am. (laughs) And I also write everything and I'm doing the research and I'm, again, making the contacts to get into this scrum with all these guys to get this bite from this seven foot athlete, you know, so um, it's it's definitely made me uh, physically stronger Uh (laughs) as well. Um, But I love the kind of adrenaline, Um, you know, typically we would have just been coming off high school football season, which Mm -hmm. was always my favorite aspect of the job, that whole experience. It just kind of feels like home, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, But. You know, we're back to covering Kings games inside Golden One. It's yeah. a very slim crowd of people and cardboard cutouts. But, um, you know, I'm very fortunate to have this platform to not only share these stories, but, mm-hmm. you know, mine as well. You can hear the passion for sports in your voice. Um, it really sounds like that's the place that, you know, although you've covered a lot, that's that's home for you. Talk about being a woman in sports, because I'm sure and, and the, although it's grown, I remember, I don't know if you know this name, but Dana Jacobson, mm-hmm. Dana of Jacobson. Course. I remember when Dana Jacobson was on um, on your channel and uh, it was like, oh, OK. And then she moved on to ESPN and mm-hmm. to do other stuff. But talk about being a woman 
broadcasting sports. Yeah, I mean, again, even in my experience professionally, it's Mm -hmm. shifted dramatically from, you know, you can't have two women in the sports department to there are two women on the sports center desk Mm -hmm. to there's an entire you know, crew of women calling the games even Mm -hmm. and and officiating, it has its pros and cons, right? You Mm -hmm. know, it comes with a little bit of give and take, I guess, in terms of um, comfortability in Mm -hmm. this space. Um, Typically, I am the only person who looks like me Mm -hmm. in the media and the press box. It's also kind of a way to have have you stand out, um, you know, and you, you do have to kind of be set in who you are and confident in in your knowledge. I've been fortunate to be in the position that I have to have worked with the people I have Mm -hmm. because I've never felt ostracized or alienated necessarily outside of the, obviously, the optics of I am the only person who looks like me in this room. Uh Um, So far, it's been, uh, you know, again, a a blessing to be in this space and to Mm -hmm. meet so many incredible women in sports. I mean, MJ Acosta, I met her at the Super Bowl. She's at NABJ. Mm -hmm. um, And that whole experience, I went to my first NABJ conference two years ago, I want to say, in Detroit. And it was like a shot in the arm that I'd never felt before, a punch in the arm, you know, just to feel this community of people who have your experience, who understand what you're talking mm-hmm. about um, when you explain what it's been like in editorial meetings or even, again, to to go about what your appearance, what kind of permissions you get with that. Right. Um, so, again, I've been fortunate in that regard that I've never run into problems there necessarily. But, yeah, it's been incredible to meet these women who are forging the path. Taylor Rooks, Joy mm-hmm. Taylor. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these incredibly talented women who are going at it in a way that we never even considered at school, you Mm know, Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of using their own mediums and platforms to make their own brand in this space and and create, you know, a whole nother generation of women who want to get to that level as well, myself included. I love it. Picked up on something that you said that you really had to be knowledgeable. You have to anyway, but I would feel like your male counterparts would really want to test you. To make sure that you really know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because men just do that in general, especially when it comes to women in sports. I think sometimes men feel like, it, you know, men, I'm not picking on you. Just by my own experience, sometimes it feels like, oh, you're just doing that to be cute. But you don't really know the game or whatever. And it's like, nah, I really love watching football on Sundays. Yeah. Um, or what, you know, watching basketball on Christmas Day or whatever it is, you know, of and, course, you know, I don't claim to know everything, right, but right. I know to do my research. And, you know, there was a moment that, you know, you mentioned that that um, my my old roommate, Lilia Luciano, um, she was dating someone who was at our home on Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I was watching the game before I was going to work because mm-hmm. I have to go <laughs> work on Super Bowl Sunday. I don't get to enjoy right. it and kick back with the nachos <laughs> and the and the beer and whatnot. But, um, you know, and he just was like looking at me and like, wow, you, you really like this, huh? And it's like, I mean, yeah, first of all, this is the Super Bowl. Right. Why are you not interested in this? And yes, this is my job. I'm fortunate to do something that I enjoy doing. Yeah. And I'm not going to take that for granted. I'm, I'm very lucky in that way but Mm -hmm. yeah that was a moment where it's like well duh i have to talk about this in a couple hours of course i'm watching it right i do want to talk sports a little bit with you you mentioned that you were at arizona state with james harden Mm -hmm. who just got traded to the nets yeah yeah that's a lot of uh, talent (laughs) and i'm a 
huge Steve Nash fan. Mm-hmm. Like that is my all-time favorite probably player uh-huh. in the NBA personally. Um so I hope that he can get his ring cuz it could not happen in Phoenix. Um so <laughs> if that is him having to navigate Kyrie, Katie, Spencer, you know, yeah. and now James um but yeah, I I Unfortunately, was unable to attend the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. my freshman year of uh, college when it went to Miami, um, and, and we went as far as I'm pretty sure we've gone as a program mm-hmm. um, in recent years, at least. And it was because my dance instructors would have failed me for missing so many classes. So uh-huh. that was maybe the moment where I said, well, maybe this major is not <laughs> worth it for me right now, because... That is an opportunity that I still look back and say, man, I wish I, I would have just gone. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's going to be exciting to see what happens in the East with, with the Nets proving to be a, a real threat. And, mm-hmm. and we'll see what Giannis can do in, in Milwaukee. But I don't think we're going to be talking about the Kings in the playoffs this yeah, season, folks. Um, but certainly hoping for, for the best for this fan base. Uh, they certainly deserve a winning franchise, a winning team. And hopefully De'Aaron Fox or Luke Walton or whoever is in the front office at the time it gets there can get it right. Yeah, (laughs) the Kings fans are die hard. Like, they're like, no, we love our Kings no matter what. Rain, Mm -hmm. sleet, snow, whatever. We're riding for the Kings. So, yeah, you know, maybe one day. I'm hoping soon. <laughs> Let's hope in some someone's lifetime, right? <laughs> you know, someone who who was a, still talking about the Chris Webber, you know, days. Hopefully, that generation of of fans will be able to see a postseason game. Yeah, we're just gonna keep our <laughs> fingers crossed for that. Now, Bianca Smith, first black woman, first woman of color to be a coach. Uh, she's a hitting coach for the Red Sox. What do you think about that? I think that baseball has been making huge strides specifically yeah. um, with Kim Ng. And, mm-hmm. of course, we got Alyssa Nacken, who's yep. the the Woodland native, who is with the Giants, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's amazing. I, I look forward to seeing more of that throughout the league, specifically in baseball. Um, we've seen Jessica Mendoza, who who's in the booth and, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, was in a kind of front office role for, for a moment. Um, but it's just been kind of... Uh, out of body almost kind of experience to really sit back and say, I'm really in this generation of women who are not going to think that this is unattainable. Um, That this is not something, you know, even the fact that I'm a black woman in sports, I'm the first person to do it in this, you know, California city that they've Mm -hmm. really seen on TV. And the fact that other girls are going to say that they grew up seeing me, you know, I, I saw few women who even look like me in my market growing right. up in mm-hmm. Phoenix across all the outlets. Right. Um, and still to, to this day, it's still a glaring omission in terms of on-air representation in mm-hmm. a top city. And that's another conversation yes. for another day. But yes. to see that or to know that that you're one of those people that a little girl like me would have said, oh, I grew up watching her. I saw her on Friday nights. I love, you know, and, you know, just one of those moments where I'm like, wow, I'm really, I still get tripped out when I get emails from people asking me for critiques on their reel or Mm -hmm. advice. And I'm like, I'm still learning myself. I'm still kind of learning on the fly too. But however I can help impart any advice or, or from my experience, how to avoid or how to 
capitalize on any kind of moment, I'm absolutely open to it. And I, again, I'm thankful for the platform to do that and to be in that position. Yeah, that leads me. I got two more broadcasting type questions. The first one was was actually leads into that is that what would you say to young ladies that are listening, watching you on TV that think that, you know, I I think I want to do this. What advice would you give them? Yeah, I mean, you got to you got to want to do it. (laughs) I mean, it's it's not the powdering of the nose and and people really think that they think that I'm you know picking up they're like fire your makeup person oh, I am the makeup person let me just share with you a quick story and then I'm gonna let you get back to it but when I was going to school for broadcasting I was going to CRC and Jennifer Smith again another name I'm not sure if you're familiar with but she was an anchor on your station and I really admired Jennifer Smith and she allowed me to come and you know shadow her and we went into the bathroom and she starts putting on her makeup she's like yes I do my own makeup and so that's one like myth like oh, people yeah. think that you have this whole team it's like nah oh, it's just me it's just me and my blow dryer or my wig or my extensions right? and my Fenty and you know and it's I, I remember like going on this rant about like I can't not just, you know, I can't just not go on the air looking looking rough right, and right. I, my attachment for my blow dryer broke and mm-hmm. I can't just go get the right. attachment. I got to get the whole blow dryer. Right. I'm getting that out of pocket. I'm not getting reimbursed for this money that I'm spending on all of this stuff to maintain my appearance. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things where people really think that you're you have a team and mm-hmm. that is the goal. I'm sure Sage Steele and, and yeah. you know, Maria Taylor, they have that mm-hmm. available to them because they're at ESPN and they have worked and put in the hours to to get that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm lugging, you know, I don't even know. I've never weighed really my gear, but I could only guess it's probably close to 40 something pounds Mm -hmm. with all the stuff. I'm trying to look cute (laughs) to be on camera. I'm, you know, hustling, ripping and running and staying long hours. I'm typically the last person out of the building, um, (laughs) you know, to get content up Mm -hmm. and to wrap up live hits or whatever famously we were locked out of um marlin's park because we were the last people to leave opening night at the super bowl last year literally locked out completely in this baseball park because we were the last ones to leave so um my suggestion to young girls would be make sure you really want to do this make Mm -hmm. sure that the the ends justify the means and if they don't you know find a space or something that fulfills you in that way Mm -hmm. um you know it's something that you have you can't just skate by you can't just fake it you gotta at some point you're gonna be checked learn all you can absolutely you gotta learn how to adapt you gotta the more you know um the more opportunities will be presented to you Mm -hmm. and you got to make the most of them you know I had one internship and I almost regret not taking more in college Mm -hmm. because it would have set me up and helped me make those connections after the fact yeah Um, but I was very fortunate to have the internship I did because it was with Fox Sports and through there I've made those connections and maintained them Mm -hmm. and those people are looking out for me 10 years later you know so my suggestion would be if if you want to do it, reach out to someone in your market, reach out to me, reach out to, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have plenty of people at the at ABC 10, at least that I can say are more than happy to communicate with aspiring journalists. Um, and especially for me, um, I have a network of people who mm-hmm. specifically want to help journalists of color in, in radio, print, TV, sports, news. 
make those connections. And I still have a mentor who just recently retired, but what he was able to kind of guide me through in these early stages of my career Mm -hmm. has been you know, I'm forever grateful to yeah. him for that. So, yeah, um, you definitely got to love it yeah. because it, it is a lot of grunt work from time to time. Mm-hmm. But you don't just I and I think one of the myths is that people think you just automatically be are on the air. Like you're automatically in front of the camera or behind the mic. And it's like, no, it takes time. Yeah. Again, I like the learning everything. I started off doing promotions. I was a promotions intern. I was the, you know, community affairs. I did all kinds of things in order to learn and all the the aspects. And it's really important mm-hmm. to know everything because even if you get in front of the camera, say your camera guy doesn't show up or your producer doesn't show up, you still got to be able to pitch in. You can't be like, well, I don't know. I never learned it. So I like that that's really good mm-hmm. advice is to just learn everything you can find someone that can pick your that you can pick their brain. Mm-hmm. And people are really open and helpful yeah. to that. And so, you know, just get out there. And if that's your dream, I say go for it. I'm all about chasing the dream. One of the other things I want to talk about is I was so proud of you when I turned on the TV last week. And you were rocking your natural hair. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm thankful for the support of my managers to say, give me. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Because that's a really big deal. Yes. So I'm again thankful for the support behind that decision. I mean, I I have never run into that really professionally, that kind of resistance Mm -hmm. to whatever I need to do to get it right for the cameras. Uh And I'm still learning. So if anybody's got some products or some kind of, I'm trying to, this is a day old twist twist out situation. Uh Um, And I'm still learning because this is really my first real attempt. I mean, I grew up dancing. So it was like, you got to get the relaxer. You got to pull yeah. it back in the bun. You got to do whatever it takes to, you know, make it presentable for this moment. And mm-hmm. I, I, before COVID, I was working out a lot. So mm-hmm. it's like I sweat profusely. I don't want to have to deal with that. I got to yes. whip it. It's a, it's a process, child. So <laughs> I don't got time for that. I really don't. It's like I got to go get my workout in. I got to get ready for work. I got to go to this game. I got to come back to work. I got to right. do it all over again. And so um, now that I have a little bit more space and time mm-hmm. to kind of do my thing and be myself, um, yeah, I'm really excited about the journey. I'm yes. still learning. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I will never forget Kristen Smith, who was a, an anchor, morning anchor at the Fox station at in Phoenix for a long time. Now mm-hmm. she's with, I believe, um, Home and Family um, mm-hmm. and doing her thing in L.A. Uh-huh. But I will never forget when I heard that she was called into her her office because she had parted her hair on the opposite side. And she didn't, you know, it was throwing people off. Right. And so that was one of those things where it's like, man, that's really, that's some, some yeah, people do take deal. it that seriously. Yeah. Um, so I'm fortunate that I have not met that resistance um, in terms of my own hair journey. And I hope that that doesn't take, you know, I know that it doesn't take away from my credibility or my presentation or whatever is coming mm-hmm. out of my mouth and how I say it, which is what a lot of people really enjoy. So, mm-hmm. and uh, the dimples haven't changed, which is really the moneymaker <laughs> here. Let's be honest. So uh, <laughs> there we go. Oh, Lena, I am so glad you're here. I'm having a wonderful conversation. If you're just joining us, this is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. I'm having a conversation with Lena Washington. Two-time, oh, we didn't even get to talk about the two-time Emmy winning yeah. Lena Washington. 
Washington. What did you? How did you win your Emmys? Well, it's really just uh, it, it was a collective station Emmy at my former uh, station in Bakersfield, KGT, the NBC affiliate. Um, so I was you know, one of their sports directors. So it's funny because it's really my mom's doing. And if she's listening from all the way in Phoenix, hi, mom, I love you. (laughs) Um, She, uh, she is such a proud mom and I'm so thankful for her and our relationship. And it obviously has meant so much more to me lately Mm -hmm. um, than I could have, you know, or, you know, expected, but um, she, went out of her way to make sure she called the Emmy, you know, because that's another thing that people think. It's like the Emmys are regional. There are different kinds yeah. of markets and this and that and the other. It's all the minutia of, right. of broadcast awards. But anywho, she went out of her way to get to this chapter to make sure they put my name on this award. I heard that. And she got we got two of them so she got two of them in uh my my roommate madison has one for our abc 10 overall excellence station emmy and it's you know the same thing for the ones that i have on my bookcase as well yeah um but hoping to add a couple more but i received my first personal emmy nomination here at abc 10 with a story that i did that was a venture outside of sports Mm -hmm. but it was following you know the the murder of stefan clark Mm -hmm. which happened on my birthday so it's oh, like something goodness. that i just will never forget kind yeah. of that that day and being in the newsroom when it happened mm-hmm. because i was in the building when we were getting the calls and mm. first hearing um you know i was the person saying it's it's not stefan it's stefan is it spelled with a no it's stefan so right, right. you know i will never forget kind of that moment here in sacramento that visual of everyone on the five um marching to golden one center i wasn't in the building when that happened i actually had a day off but you know and how the kings responded is a is you know was pretty incredible Mm -hmm. in terms of the scope of how sports is handled social justice amplification and, and their athletes but the story was a conversation about the racial experience specifically in sacramento um because to me, obviously, in living it and having a partner at the time who I had heard over the phone have the cops called on him by his neighbor for walking in his own neighborhood that he had lived in for years before this woman was there on the phone listening to him, you know, and, and so those experiences yeah. sit with me. That's real. Yeah. But for people around me, that was a, a fantasy world that they could not even imagine. Yeah. So. For me to just have a simple conversation with four men of color, of all ages, of all backgrounds, some from New York, you know, fathers, to just have an honest conversation, raw and unedited for the most part, mm-hmm. it was something that resonated with people. And yeah. I'm I'm glad that I was able to present that mm-hmm. um, because, again, it was something that people needed to hear. I don't know how they hadn't been aware yeah. of this kind right. of experience. Right. I didn't win for, for for the Emmy nomination, but I was. It meant something to me that this was, it was uh, recognized. recognized. Yeah. Yes, and it was recognized by my peers and encouraged. They encouraged me to submit it. Um, I wasn't even thinking of it. You know, Emmys are great and everything, but especially in sports, it's like I'm going to submit to NBC Sports because they got all the production and everything. But right. um, so it was meaningful to me in um, kind of a reminder that I'm more than just a sports. Yeah. reporter or yeah. sports anchor i'm i am a human being who mm-hmm. still has this experience in this space and has to internalize it you know we yeah. have 
We have black digital producers who have to go through the Facebook comments. Mm. You know, you know what I mean. And this is this is our career. We yeah. chose it, but we did not choose the um, response, right? The overall response that sometimes we receive yeah. from from our own real life experiences. So, yeah. Um, yeah hopefully, I will be able to get a, an you Emmy will. win for my own you project. Will. It's coming. <laughs> Putting it's it onto the, the universe. It is on the yes. way. Family, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Lena Washington. We're such an amazing conversation. So keep it here, family. We'll be right back after this quick break. Like what you hear? Drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. Empowering women through conversation. This is what she does. She is Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. And we're back. Thank you so much for staying with the program. It is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda, having a wonderful conversation with my guest, Lena Washington. She is an amazing person. If you've been listening, you know that she's been doing in broadcasting for um, what, probably about what? Seven or eight Seven, years? Yeah, eight, eight years. 2013 is when I got my first job. I graduated in 2012, but mm-hmm. it took me a while to land that gig in Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah. Good old Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now she's here with us. Yeah. I want to just ask a few more things about the broadcasting and then we'll move on. One is congratulations on the Emmy nomination. The winning is cool, but it's the nominating, like you said, being recognized by your peers on a, a really groundbreaking um, segment talking to black men about the experience after Stefan Clark was murdered. And so my question on the during the break was, you know, well, I know I see you and see Chris Thomas and I see Tracy Humphrey mm-hmm. on the front of the screen. And I was wondering about what the kind of the back office looks like. And you you shared actually that there are quite a few um, black folks at your station. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, Steve Cornelius is a longtime director. He's been here. I think this might be his 39th year mm-hmm. at the station, which I mean, to imagine you're working at one place. That's for and for a broadcasting. That's really good. Yes. Yeah. So he's amazing. Um, we have Desiree Shepard, who's in our, um, you know, she works producer of mm-hmm. Your California Life that airs mm-hmm. on mornings at ABC 10. Um, we have Chelsea Shannon, who's one of our uh, digital reporters. Um Chris Baker, who's one of our digital producers as well. Um, so we actually have a very, I mean, significant relative to other mm-hmm. shops and other markets, really. I mean, mm-hmm. we have more black folks in the newsroom than some entire markets have on, you know, in anywhere, anywhere, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that is something that that I'm really proud to share that experience and have that kind of group with us. Janelle Johnson, also an incredible reporter. Mm -hmm. She also teaches yoga, great Pilates instructor, you know. So if anybody wants to look her up, um, yeah, she's great. Uh, You know, and if I'm forgetting anybody, I apologize. But we have a bunch of people on Mm -hmm. all different platforms on all areas of the newsroom. Yeah, That's great. Now, the events that happened last week. (sighs) From your vantage point uh, of being uh, someone that is... Uh, steward of the news Mm -hmm. how do you navigate that whole thing well thankfully i work in sports so i was able to avoid a lot of those conversations really um in terms of like content creation or anything and obviously i see you know Mm -hmm. what's happening on my social channels but for me it was refreshing to hear because we we asked, you know, the Kings players and, and their coach, Luke Walton, kind of their initial reaction, as we do for most really mm-hmm. social moments like this, because yeah. the NBA, if if any league, is very vocal about their stance and their individual teams are the same way. The Kings specifically are, are kind of leading that charge as well. Mm-hmm. 
And to hear their rookie, Tyrese Halliburton, you know, this 20-year-old young man who was just thrown into the NBA, really, a matter of weeks ago, to get in front of a group of media who's, again, only few people, few people on the call really look like him and probably share his sentiments from a level of of understanding, right? right? And he went on for a good five, six minutes very thoughtfully about, and, you know, he put it, put it pretty brilliantly I think what a lot of people felt you know and saw and um for me to hear that from an athlete I cover from a team I cover you know it was kind of like refreshing mm-hmm. in a way to be taking in that content and mm-hmm. to have it presented in that scope and perspective um obviously with anything like this even the you know security that's being taken at our capital right now yeah um, and I was even uh, assigned to one of the early kind of reopening rallies over the summer mm-hmm. where nobody was wearing masks as they were walking around the Capitol. And it was kind of one of those moments where it's like, I mean, this is this is part of the job and this yeah. is what we're living in. And someone has to document it and someone has to frame it in a way. And it's something that I hope that we can only handle with again, perspective and tact in terms of how we present it and the words we choose matter. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we're also seeing that conversation in a lot of newsrooms is how we create headlines and the words we choose and the pictures we choose for specific stories. And and again, we wish we're under different circumstances that we're having these conversations that are long overdue, but at least we're having them to make the change. Yeah. I want to switch over to talking about COVID. Mm -hmm. You have a very personal experience with COVID. And so I know that you have, through that experience, are really starting to get the word out even more as an advocate of wearing your masks and making making sure you're socially distanced and whatnot. Talk about what that experience was for you. Yeah, um, it's been a very kind of surreal last few months for me, but... Um, I won't go into, I'll try not to go into so much detail, but if you want to look up my story, it's been covered from MSNBC to PBS National to Mm -hmm. Good Morning America, Reuters, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, The Athletic. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's my favorite piece is really The Athletic um, by John Greenberg, Um, his tribute to my father who died of COVID, Um, complications from COVID is what his death certificate, you know, says. he died on June 11th, and that was within, you know, two weeks of him, two, two three weeks of him testing positive mm-hmm. for the virus. And he only found out he he was tested and found out he was positive because he had gone back to work at a casino in Arizona that reopened as soon as it could in May. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into my feelings about all of that, but um, <laughs> necessarily, but... I, you know, was already fearful. My dad took precautions. Um, The last time I saw him was around March, like early pandemic shutdown when we were all kind of learning in real time the severity of this. I was in Golden One Center when the game was halted because a a referee was around Rudy Gobert, who had Mm -hmm. just tested. You know, all of that was very real to me from the moment that it shook the sports world. So my dad was very careful. He wore masks. He was diabetic. He had just beaten cancer, but he was healthy. He was a healthy, you know, lived a good quality life. Tested positive. Um, Within days, he was admitted to the hospital. Within days, he was put in the ICU, put on a ventilator. 
And um, I was actually sitting in my car uh, across from Golden One Center on the phone with him, talking to him for the last time as I'm going about boards for change kind of Mm -hmm. things. Um, But I will never forget that moment where he went from having a full conversation with me to being inaudible in a matter of days. Mm -hmm. And so from that pain, I started spreading the word and, and encouraging people to take this seriously and to know that you know, I never knew anybody who had even tested positive, really, personally, until my father, who died alone in an ICU, yeah. couldn't see him. He doesn't know. He doesn't have an iPhone. He's not technical. You know, he wasn't technologically advanced, so yeah. I couldn't even see him. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's almost a blessing that I didn't have to see him yeah. in that way, and yeah. I won't have to remember him like that. But mm-hmm. I remember him, you know, the last time I saw him is this video that I took, an interview that I had been wanting to do just out of... My own personal kind mm-hmm. of, um, you know, desire. And again, God put it on my heart to like bring my camera when I was swinging by Phoenix to go on my, you know, already vacation, you know. And, and so I have this interview with him. I haven't watched it back. Mm-hmm. I haven't um, revisited that outside of uploading it yeah. as soon as I got the call from my mom. And it was more for his family who lives in Steubenville, Ohio or mm-hmm. um you know, Florida, Pennsylvania, anybody really who knew my dad, because he, as I came to learn, had friends <laughs> everywhere or people who knew him or remembered him, uh, former Notre Dame football teammates who hand wrote me and sent me pictures from when they were on campus together in oh, the wow. 70s. Um, you know, the outpouring of love and support for my father um, and to be able to, again, share his story and his legacy has been, you know, the honor of my life. But... The fact remains that his death didn't have to happen. Um, He called me the day after he went to work. He said 80% of the people there weren't wearing masks at the Mm. casino. They weren't taking the proper precautions at that time. They still aren't in Arizona doing enough to prevent people from dying. And I don't think that people will understand the gravity of this virus and how insidious it is. And how seriously we need to take it to take care of ourselves and others. You know, the lack of empathy and really kind of selfish behavior is really shocking to me, Um, even among my own kind of circle of friends. You Mm -hmm. know, how people aren't understanding that when they make decisions, it goes back to other people's homes. It could and it could kill people. So I don't think people understand that until they lose someone they love. To this, unfortunately, and I wish that people would listen to people like me and Kirsten Urquiza in Arizona, who was featured on the DNC because of her crusade for her father mm-hmm. who died um, because of a lack of restrictions and, and care that was taken in, in Arizona. I will, you know, just say, like, I didn't think this would happen to me. I, I've still am like <laughs> I'm sure it's still unbelievable. It's unbelievable it's that this is my reality. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this happened in June. I really have been able to get into a good place, but Thanksgiving was really, really hard. Um, Christmas was okay. And then my dad's birthday is New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the call at midnight to wish him a happy birthday, that was my first time not being able to do that. Yeah. I sat and again... <laughs> God, I'm I'm a I'm a believer, so I gotta say, like, for for me to have all these messages saved from my dad, so I could at least hear his voice. Mm-hmm. That was really the first time again that I had, like actively listened to his voice because it's yeah. triggering for me, you know. Yeah. And I I love him, and I say good morning to him every mm-hmm. every day on my nightstand. Yeah. Um, 
but it's still an experience that you can't prepare for. Um, and it's really kind of trippy to navigate. Grief yeah. is really something. One day I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll be yeah. fine in here. I could be bawling in my car to my yeah. mom when I leave here. But yeah. um, I'm thankful for the support system I have. It's weird to say fortunately, but I, I do have a group of friends who have gone through this kind of process and loss and know what it's like so I can lean on them. Yeah. Um, and, and they've been so helpful and thoughtful. But it is hard. And to be in the news and to have to report on these stories and yeah. to hear these stories and to, to hear people are sick of hearing these stories and mm-hmm. not understand that there are people and families who are behind these numbers and mm-hmm. they don't understand that it could be their friend, it could be their coworker, it yeah. could be, you know, someone they went to school with in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've had another, you know, one of my favorite dance teachers and friends passed away mm-hmm. um, for for. I, came to learn COVID related reasons. Um, It's the way that it happened so fast too is, is is shocking. And that happens sometimes. And I think people sometimes don't, um, they take for granted that maybe there may be someone that's asymptomatic that tests positive, that still remains asymptomatic. They just test positive. Mm -hmm. Um, And they never experience any symptoms. I think they take it for granted and still are out in the world Mm -hmm. versus that person that really has it, that may have a mild case of it versus that person that is really affected. And I think that people take these things for granted and partly too, because it hasn't happened to anyone that Mm -hmm. they are close to that they know and have seen how that happens. And so it's just, you know, we gotta, we gotta do more. You know, I know people are sick of being in the house. I know people are sick of, you know, but the sooner we can continue to follow the guidelines, get vaccinated, if that's what you choose to do, the sooner that we can get back to living life. And I think that people want to skip that part and they just want to go back to living life. And it's not that that way. People are choosing to be obtuse and and not understanding that your choices to go outside and break these rules are contributing to the reason why we are continually shut down because the cases, I don't understand the disconnect there. Um, So if we can all just do our part, you know, for a collective group of, I mean we're I'm already looking like it's about to be March it's about to be spring break we're about to be in for a right? whole year child Come like on, it's y'all. gonna be uh, 2020 <laughs> all over again I saw the meme that's like 2021 is just 2020 with bangs so <laughs> really come on like I just I just hope that we can all just collect we're all tired of this we all want to move forward yeah but for people to not even consider you know the the real kind of tragedy that this yeah. could have been all this could have been avoided to some yeah. degree and and we all don't we, we i'm trying to help people avoid this pain yeah and this feeling because it is awful and i would hate to have a friend have to go through this mm-hmm. i have friends who have had relatives who have tested positive in other states and they're terrified they're asking me for help and it's like i'm i'm at a loss yeah. even you know i feel for i feel for everyone who's had to go through this if you're someone who has gone through this loss i feel for you the grief is immense um, if you want to message me or something to feel, uh, you know, connected. And that's one thing is that now there are people that I don't know who yeah. I'm connected through social media to continue this conversation or mm-hmm. at least amplify this message that we don't want this to happen to anybody else because it is awful. Um, but again, I'm 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 thankful to be in the position to use my platform and use my voice because I was told by my friends in Arizona, like your dad is the face of COVID, like you are the person leading this charge right now. 
again, I didn't anticipate that. I didn't want that. I didn't right, ask for that. Right. But if I got to do it, Somebody's then gotta do let it. a black woman do it, then I guess. We do everything else, right? right? <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Boards for Change. I want to talk all about that. Keep it right here, family. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda, having a conversation with Lena Washington. Keep it right here, family. We'll be right back. If you have something to add to the conversation, drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. And we're back with Miss Wanda, life coach, motivational speaker, and friend of sisters everywhere. This is Full Circle. We're back. Lena, you have got to, we got to do a part two with you. You have just got such an interesting background, so much stuff that we can't cover in this episode because we've only got about a half an hour mm-hmm. left. And I really want to talk about boards for change. But if you're just joining us, this is Full Circle. I'm uh, talking with my guest, Lena Washington, who, you know, we've just been talking uh, her broadcasting career, Black Chick in Sports. I hope hey. that's not offensive. But oh, I just no. Think, I think that's dope. I think that's I dope. usually get news ladies, oh. so <laughs> I, I prefer black chicken sports. I'm with that. <laughs> so we are talking all things, but right now we want to talk about boards for change yes. and how that came to be and, and how we can partake in boards for change. So first yeah. of all, what is it? Yeah, well, I mean, it's what me and our, my friend Kim call it uh, our happy little accident because it all just kind of came from a pay- place of passion and just wanting to do something. And I will just plug the jacket I'm yeah, wearing is by dope. our other co-creator, Shannon O'Rourke, who I uh, got Miss Diana Ross on the back. We got a little, got my little pick I pocket. The, uh, I was know? wondering if the, the Afro pick came with the jacket. Oh, no, that just came from me <laughs> g- doing the natural thing. And my girlfriend's telling me it's been their savior. So I'm like, OK, I got to keep it on deck. Well, Shannon so. O'Rourke, I'm just going to tell you if you're listening, the jacket is Amazing! I'm going to post a picture for everyone on, oh, yes. on the show's page, but that that's a dope jacket. Thank you. Shammy Buns is uh, Shammy Buns art. And I'm also, I want to plug uh, Noelle C. Fine-Tuned Ink are the tie-dye socks I got oh, on right now. I've cool. been wearing these almost like every day since I got them. But uh, Noelle is one of our artists who contributed. Um, and these artists... Uh, so how it started was really just like an Instagram post that I saw Kim post on her stories. I shared it online. We had a it was kind of a call to action that the community responded to in a way that we were not expecting, mm-hmm. but totally expecting because it's Sacramento right. and people love their community here and, and want to support one another here. So, um, you know, obviously with the protests uh, that became destructive, downtown boards were erected across all of these storefronts. Um, Kim's building, you know, she did it more of a, a protective thing. She didn't have any damage, but she wanted to beautify it somehow mm-hmm. to make it less jarring. And that's what I was hearing people, you know, just comment on the streets is like, wow, this is this is ugly. This is this and that. So I was like, well, let's make it something that people can stop using that as the focus and the jumping off point of why these mm-hmm. boards are being put up. And the, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> the purpose behind the people who are angry and tired yeah. and want change to happen and, and, and have people understand that this is not something that's just you know, we need to all collectively do something about this and be aware. Mm-hmm. Um, so she wanted somebody to do something for her storefront. A bunch of artists, you know, jumped into her DMs. Other business owners wanted to do something. So collectively, it all happened in a matter of days, really. We met on a Friday um, with Shannon. That was my first time meeting her, but mm-hmm. I'm so thankful to know her now because she is so talented and mm-hmm. she did an amazing job with our website. It's boardsforchange.org if anybody wants to check that out. Um, but we just were thinking, you know, let's let's get people who want to 
have a creative outlet because this was a time when people had kind of reached the boiling point mm-hmm. of lockdown and yeah. being inside and and being without their their outlets um so people just wanted to create nobody asked for you know funding or money we offered to reimburse out of pocket mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. whatever artists wanted to if they needed to purchase anything we would support them in that many of them just brought their own brought their own goods Mm -hmm. and um we were thankful to have paint donated from other artists um and and i even brought my own house paint i was like i don't know how to however i can help (laughs) if you need water i was running around town driving dropping off water checking in on people Mm -hmm. um because we we ideally you know conceptualize it on friday and then by saturday that was the big march um you know and moment at doco and all Mm -hmm. of that so we wanted to get the visibility out there to a amplify this message and show people that we are standing with you even though we can't physically be there some of us yeah. um i had been to the protest the week prior so i felt that energy and that need to just do something mm-hmm. um obviously throughout my whole experience as a black woman again i i wanted to do something to give back use it as a conduit for change and who really was the catalyst, the kind of unspoken hero maybe in all of this, is Miss T from Studio T Arts and Entertainment because I had scheduled an interview with her for a separate story about all the work that she's been doing, the amazing work Mm -hmm. she's been doing in in our communities through the arts. And again, I'm I'm an arts kid. I'm a theater kid, dance kid. um, And I look forward to doing some kind of virtual tech class or something, Miss T, still. (laughs) Um, But just talking with her, um, and it was fresh off of, you know, my dad's, you know, illness and everything. So she knew I was in a vulnerable place as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But to hear her talk about, you know, just the need for, for these families and these kids Mm -hmm. to have even like anything really just to know that the the people are looking out for them and they need help. Um, So it was something as simple as like, they they might need their their bills taken care of for the electric bill or, or a sandwich, anything like that. And I was like, what, what is the biggest need for you? She said, finances, you know, monetary donations, that would be extremely helpful. So I said, let's use Boards for Change, this idea, figure out a way to generate funds, raise money, and then give it back to people like Miss T yeah. and these families who need it right now. Yeah. We started off with a goal. On, I just launched the GoFundMe as a way to, again, just generate fundraising before we could get the eventual, you know, auction launch. Mm-hmm. Started with a goal of like $1,000. That was met and exceeded by later that Saturday. Wow. Upped it to 5000 It was met in, you know, Again, a matter of hours, we're getting fifteen dollar donations. I'm ex- I'm stoked about like, oh my god, we just hit fifty dollars because right. someone donated fifteen dollars. Right. Um, Barry Braden from Fieldwork mm-hmm. um, Brewing donated. Uh, god, I think he donated a thousand dollars, and I was just like, oh my gosh, we just reached our our goal, and now let's up it again. Right. So, and then people just kept wanting to give and give back and do something. Um, nice. So we went from. A thousand dollar GoFundMe goal to now twenty thousand. We're mm-hmm. at sixteen thousand now on mm-hmm. the GoFundMe. We launched the art auction um, in uh, July, I believe. We're launching a second one. That's kind of breaking news. Um, launching a second one in February, so we'll have two dozen pieces or so. A lot of them new. Some of them were available in the first auction that didn't um, sell. Um, but again, all of these funds are going back into local organizations in Sacramento who help black and brown youth specifically who serve these underserved yes. communities, um, who focus on the arts, who focus on education, who focus on social justice, who focus on, um, you know, just preparing these people mm-hmm. to be productive in this world, to give them the tools that they need yeah. to at least get the get something off their mind so that they can focus on what 
they need to succeed um, and, and and amplify these organizations, <laughs> you know, says and you can and, um, you know, the Eric Ar- uh, Armstead Academic Project, all of these Project Optimism, all of these great community organizations that, you know, even in talking to Ms. T, I'm like, we haven't done a story on this or unless I'm missing it in our archives somewhere. So I'm glad that I could be the person to at least alert people to what you're doing. Yeah. And it's all going back to trying to amplify the the message, um, support our community. And we couldn't have done it without the support and response from our community. Dozens of artists of all experience levels, races, backgrounds, male, female, um, non-binary, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, amazing messages in all different languages and mediums and um, sizes. You know, we have a huge, we had a huge um, you know, display by Jocelyn uh, is her name. Uh, and she did a, a, a rendition of like the Pink Floyd, the wall album, but it said oh. George Floyd. And oh. every single brick um, was the name of a black person who had been murdered by police. Um, so can we see these boards anywhere? Well, we're hoping, and, and again, this is kind of breaking news, but we're hoping to um, display these for the first time really for the public to see because they were on display at Sacramento Republic FC's okay. Papa Murphy's Park, um, mm-hmm. and, and they have been just a godsend in helping to amplify and, and expand this message, this moment. Mm-hmm. Um and give back, uh, more importantly. Um, but they were on display in the empty stands because they had to play games, and mm-hmm. we wanted to at least use this as a moment to kind of bring the spirit of Sacramento yeah. to the stands because if you've been to a Sacramento Republic FC game, you know the Tower Bridge Battalion and those fans, they are passionate. Yes. It is loud. It is rocking. So for it to be just empty, we at least wanted to bring something that was contributed mm-hmm. by the community, for the community, with these messages that many of the black players on the team, I mean, they were extremely emotional mm. off the field of play in internalizing what they were seeing in the Ahmaud Arbery's, the Breonna Taylor, the George Floyd, everything that was happening in, in frequency in this time over the summer. So to be able to support them in, in their, um, you know, arena, so to speak, and, mm. and again, have their involvement. They were custom cleats. I mean, they're wanting to get involved with the artists nice. and get them to, you know, do something cool with them in addition to the cause of Boards for Change. Um, but yeah, we're hoping to have a display at the Mars Building, which oh, is where Sacramento nice. Public FC's headquarters is off 20th and Midtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're hoping to have some um, more announcements to come in the coming days. We're working on some things, but definitely at the Mars Building, um, we're going to have some kind of display of the artwork that was donated by some local artists and um, at least give give something to beautify this space that's been vacant because of COVID and at least continue the message and, and the idea that we are calling for action. We are standing together. We are not going to ignore, you know, this, this moment in time that we will never forget. Yeah. Um, and we're looking forward to moving forward. And, and again, we've, we've already raised $20,000 more than that. And um, we're hoping to take it to the next level. Love to, oh continue working with local businesses or, or partnerships and, and I'm new to this space, but I'm certainly enjoying the process and, mm-hmm. and the feeling that you get to, to know that you're doing something impactful in yeah. your community is, yeah. is, is unlike anything I've, I felt in a long time. Mm-hmm. So 
So when this art auction comes up, and I know you guys are still in the planning stages, that'll be online. Yes, it will be online. Okay. Um, it, it was launched on Hambid, the last auction. Okay. So um, it's super easy to look at all the pieces that are available and bid. We started the bidding, I believe, at $152, which is in honor of my dad's birthday, which is one one fifty two. Okay. So um, we we started the bidding at that. Um, again, people were were bidding or donating or um, just wanting to do something to mm-hmm. amplify our message. We um, have worked with local artists again to to create custom shoes as well, mm-hmm. um, custom Air Force Ones. We have super cool um, like a Know Your Rights Colin Kaepernick Force uh, that's going to be available, um, and some really cool uh, you know. Black power um, custom shoes in mm. addition to the large boards and small boards and mm. um, very cool items that will be available for auction. So boardsforchange.org is our website. We will have um, hopefully a, a, an official release and announcement um, with Sacramento Republic FC coming up on Monday to, um, you know, commemorate MLK Day and, and get this new wave of fundraising to to help those in our community going mm. again. I love it. I absolutely love it. I, you see me rubbing my hands. Yes. Because, you know, I'm still trying to furnish my new home with art. Oh, well, we got um, a lot so for that's you. I'm, like, I'm ready for the auction, like get, my, get myself together for the auction so I oh, can yes. have, install a new piece. I've tried to have a lot of original art in my home. Um, I have a, a piece that I got from an artist in New York, Tim Okamura, who was a, he did a rendition of Rosie the Riveter. Oh, awesome. Um, as a slave. Uh, <sighs> well, she was, a, she has, it's it's really it's dope and you've seen it it's it's been around sure. but i you know purchased that from the actual artist as opposed to all of these other outlets that copied his work and mm-hmm. you know cuz i really believe it's important to support the actual artist absolutely and not all of the bootleg stuff that happens because then you're taking money out of the artist's pocket but anyway right. so try to fill my home with a lot of original art so i'm totally excited for this cuz i already have a space for it i just need to find that piece that's calling me yeah and 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 you know we can connect and and be one yes <laughs> well we have uh, a lot of the pieces that are either that were available or still available i'm hoping to refresh it so people can know what they can expect to nice. see on the auction but if you want to follow us on instagram it's words for change and it's pretty much me on the ig so just know that if, <laughs> if it's got some some little swag it's 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 a sister behind it just to clear anything up in case yes. anybody thought you know it was different but what are other ways we can support words for change say people don't participate in the auction what else can we do to support yeah, uh, well, a, a follow if you're on Instagram would certainly help. Um, sh- simply sharing, I mean, that's another thing. We want to help amplify these artists and get them some kind of, mm-hmm. um, you know, traction so people know, like, again, if you're looking for tie-dye Nike socks or a turned-up j- denim yeah, jacket, we have artists dope. here in Sacramento who are down the street from you who do this and would love to create something beautiful and personalized for you, and we want to be able to amplify those artists and get them, you know, the the kind of funding that creatives need right now, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're struggling <laughs> more than most yeah. right now, especially. So um, follow us on Instagram. You can support us. We have a GoFundMe link. We're still, again, like 4000 shy of our $20,000 goal. If you can give, anything would help. Again, it's going back to 
our local community, yeah. um, and and we have all the receipts. If anyone's you know yeah, wanting tra- and wanting transparency, <laughs> don't worry. Um, or just simply, if you see a piece, uh, we have some pieces that are still up uh, in certain locations. Like I want to say 13th and C um, in, in downtown Midtown. Um, t- some most of them have our handle on them, so you can take a picture, okay. share it. Um, and if anybody listening has one of the pieces from the first auction. Please let us know. We want to see these in their permanent home oh, and nice. and see how they're looking and and provide an update of of where these beautiful works of art that again came from a pa- place of passion and mm-hmm. and support of of this movement and um, amplify, amplifying these uh these grievances right that yeah. that many of us have been airing out for many many years. Right. Um, so yeah, if, if you want to follow me, I also post a lot about boards for change on my own personal channels. I'm L Washington TV on, on Instagram and Twitter as well. But, um, if you want to support the organizations that are affiliated by boards with boards for change or or benefited, I should say, um, with a grant of a thousand dollars or more head over to our website. We have a list of some of the organizations that we've worked with in this space so far, Mm -hmm. still looking to do more, but um, yeah, I mean, just, uh, just be kind to one another. Yeah. <laughs> Think about your neighbor. Think about somebody who, who might need something, uh, you know, some kind of thought right now. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you do do uh, end up doing the story on uh, Miss T. She is a wonderful, wonderful person. Yes. A great background, but just a wonderful heart for the community. Absolutely. She was like one of the first like early 2018 guests on Full Circle. Um, and just I've just been following her. She's been doing so many amazing things out in the community. So I hope that more people are able to hear her story yeah. and hear what she's doing because she's doing a lot for families. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's why I, I told her like I felt so inspired after our our interview you know that kind of again Mm -hmm. gave me that fire to create boards for change or figure out a way to support people like her and the people she works with every day um, or at least amplify her cause and let people know that she is here she exists she's doing the work please know her connect with her um so shout out miss t um and and you know for me i i let her know that she could expect the one thousand dollar grant and She, you know, I'd wish I'd gotten it to her sooner, of course, but she told me, you know, she was literally just praying for computers Mm. and desks and it couldn't have come at a better time. So, again, another, you know, divine affirmation for me that (laughs) you're doing the right. He's always on time. Right. 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 So and, and I'm, again, just so thankful to be in the position to do it and to help support people like Miss T doing amazing work for those who need it right now. Such an amazing, uh, you are just a wonderful, delightful uh, person, and I'm so glad that you're here. Let's talk about, in our last few minutes together, what's next for Lena Washington? Oh, what is next? <laughs> I don't know. Do any of our <laughs> listeners know what's next? Let's take a call. I'm kidding. Um, I, I really don't know. I'm Right now, I'm, I'm uh, trying to <laughs> bring people uh, the King's coverage that they won't find anywhere else because I'm one of the few media members allowed inside Golden One Center, so... Yes. Um, if you want to hear Scott Moak on the microphone, I know that's like the staple of uh-huh. of King's Games is hearing Scott on the mic. So um, right now I'm trying to, you know, follow this NBA season, mm-hmm. um, obviously doing a lot of exciting work with Boards for Change. And you mentioned uh, the coffee that I have oh, yes. was brought to me by my 73-year-old neighbor, Bill Stokes, who might be listening. I, I see that I got a couple texts from him. But um, if you follow me on Instagram or don't know, this wonderful gentleman um, who I've connected with, 
over the pandemic specifically. Um, he brings me and my roommate coffee pretty much every morning out of the goodness of his heart. He never asks for anything in return. I do return the favor, though, when I beat him to it because he's an early bird. So <laughs> I got to get up at like 7 o'clock and be like, I got coffee today. Don't worry about it. So, um, But he does it every morning, and, and we were able to, you know, and us sharing just the cup of coffee, to you know, it warmed so many people's hearts and brought so many people joy Again, with my fundraising, I got a little, I don't know, the, the, the green thumb in that way, yeah, right? right. <laughs> it's raising these money, raising some money to give back to people who yeah. really should uh, feel recognized. And um, we were able to raise some money from people who wanted to tip neighbor Bill. And Phil's jumped in and gave him, you know, a, a coffee mug and a gift card. Temple went above and beyond with like yeah. a $200 gift card and swag and all of this. And he's like... Oh my gosh, this is too much. I want to give it back to the food bank. So that's how <laughs> neighbor Bill is. Yeah. But um hoping to uh at least who knows, maybe I'll continue in a philanthropic lane. If if anyone listening wants to connect and help me navigate that space, I would love to, you know, continue that work. You it's got been a knack very for fulfilling. raising money. <laughs> you, you got a knack for raising money, so uh, at least. But again, it's more that I just I I, uh, you know, I, I never really anticipated being, if, if you asked me when I was 10 years old, when I wanted to be, when I grew up, it was uh. a Broadway star. It was a backup dancer for Justin Timberlake. It was a Disney <laughs> cruise line dancer. It was, you know, that was not <laughs> anything, anything else was out of this realm for me. So, yeah. um, to be where I am now and to have evolved in this way, never could have anticipated it. But again, I'm just thankful for the affirmations that I'm somehow on the right path and doing something right. <laughs> Well, let's give a shout out again to Neighbor Bill. I when I saw that, on, I think I saw it on Twitter where you know I saw the story of he brings the coffee every morning, and when you guys surprised him, that was just the best because his heart seems so genuine. It he's is just so nice. He, he didn't even want to keep the gifts. He went and not in a bad way <laughs> because he's so giving. Right. He's like, oh no, I can help someone else, and that's yeah. what it's all about. That's what community is all about. Absolutely. You built a great community for yourself. Oh, and he's I I haven't you know connected with my neighbors like this since I was probably in elementary or middle school so mm -hmm. it's been really refreshing i love my little community my neighborhood um and i i'm pretty sure you wouldn't mind me saying but bill is a bachelor so oh, okay. uh you All know right. if anybody out here <laughs> is looking for a uh, a coffee have, partner um, <laughs> might have to hook a neighbor bill up might have to that might be my my next what's next is is bachelor bill's new uh, sitcom coming to abc <laughs> no we'll we'll see but yeah uh i'm just you know again trying to navigate <laughs> tremendous grief and yeah. and do stuff in my own personal life and you know career that that's fulfilling and yeah. Um, balancing all of that while being a black woman right now it's mm -hmm. it's a lot of plate spinning and a lot of compartmentalization and i'm just spitting to it i'm just spitting it real how yeah. it is and that's how i am so um you know i i am thankful to have been able to talk with you with about everything and mm -hmm. i just gotta say like miss wanda's over here i hope that i get <laughs> i i stay as moisturized as miss wanda i'm about to turn 31 i'll just say that right now but Let's just say I thought Miss Wanda was my sister, but it turns out I'm more her son's sister. Let's just say that. But that is just amazing, amazing to be a part of this and what you do here in the community and Thank amplifying you. and uh, people like us just trying to trying to make a way yeah. out of no way sometimes yeah. and and have our voices be heard. Yes. May you be blessed with melanin and moisture. Amen. Yeah. <laughs>
Amen. <laughs> oh, this has been. Oh, give a shout out to your boards for change. Yes, so, uh, partners. Yes, uh, Kimberly Prince and Shannon O'Rourke are my partners. It was the three of us meeting at Nectar on a Friday, and then by Saturday it was boots on the ground with our community. So it's our three, our brainchild that started on an Instagram story, and now it's blown up into this huge community effort. You can learn more about it at boardsforchange.org. Boardsforchange.org. You can find us on GoFundMe. Um, we're still generating funds there, again, mm-hmm. to give back to dozens, if we can, multiple <laughs> a dozen mm-hmm. uh, local organizations. We've already uh, had about 14 benefited so far. We'd yes. love to up that number. We'd love to up the funding. Um, we'd love to have people, if you are someone in the space of partnerships or anything, we'd love to explore that. Um, again, this is something that we're just kind of, uh, we did out of the passion within us. Um, follow us on Instagram. Stay tuned for more uh Exciting updates in terms of the auction coming up, launching in February, hopefully, and a display at the Mars Building on 20th Street in downtown, or excuse me, Midtown Sacramento, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hoping to have a space in Old Sac as well, and um, you might see some more uh, displays popping up of some of this Boards for Change artwork donated by some incredible local artists of all nice. ages, experience levels, mediums, um, and I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who contributed Sacramento Republic FC, all the people there, Ben Gumpert, Scott Moak, John Jacobs, Kevin Burdick. I mean, they are about to go MLS, but mm-hmm. they are major league in terms of what they do for yeah. the Sacramento community. There is no offseason. They're not playing games in terms of on the pitch, but they yeah. are out here delivering jackets and food yeah. and gift cards, and they got their players out there. Jordan McCrary, who's one of the players who helped mm-hmm. with Boards for Change. So um, Sacramento Public FC, everyone at that club has been extremely <sighs> just un- unbelievably helpful, and we are so yeah. grateful to them. Um, and we'll have a, a release officially coming out uh, with our next steps in our partnership with them. Um but yeah, support your local USL club and yeah. and hopefully we'll see them go MLS here in, in two years time um, along with the National Women's Soccer League team that yes. was just announced. Yes. To, uh, so, um, yes, lots of stuff Fun. going and on here. And if you get a chance to go to a Sac Republic game, those are the best. I so had much a, fun. I had a French student staying with me a couple of years ago. And, you know, soccer is really big in France. And so I was like, well, I'm taking you to a game. And that was my first time at a game. And it was, I had a wonderful time and, and have went and went the next year um, because it was just so much fun. And so, uh, yeah, if you get a chance to support, support in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Boards for Change, remember, support them. Um, go online to boardsforchange.org. Follow them on social media at Boards for Change. Do what you can to help support, whether that's sharing the page, telling people about it. You know, just like just like with uh, KDEE, it's not always the monetary things, although we appreciate that people can't always do that. Mm -hmm. So however, you can support by telling people, by sharing the Mm -hmm. page, whatever you can to do to help. uh, Everything is greatly appreciated. Uh, And then give a give a shout out to your good friend on um, your good friend that gets coffee. The other coffee recipient. Shout out Bill Stokes uh, and uh, my my uh, my. 
friends at Phil's Coffee and uh, and your your friend that gets the coffee with you, your coworker. Oh yes, of course, Madison Wade, who's our who's our evening anchor at ABC Ten. You can watch her at five, six thirty, and eleven. Um, you can watch me at six and eleven on ABC Ten. Again, if you're into sports like the Sacramento Kings or the Forty ers or you know anything going on in in football, I know we ain't got a, a local team in it anymore. But um, if you're if you're into sports, I'm your girl. Uh, find me on ABC 10. I host a 30-minute sports show um, on Sunday nights called Toyota Sports Extra every Sunday night at 11.35. And now that the NBA is about to get really in full swing, you can find me after NBA Saturdays on ABC 10. So when, you know, it's probably just going to be LeBron, 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 right. and, and you know, a couple Kyrie, Kyrie, and James, you know, all that kind of content. Yeah. But um if you are into the NBA, you might see me pop up on your TV screen here on Saturdays in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. So follow her, L Washington TV. L Washington TV. Um, if you enjoyed my conversation, maybe let my managers know that you uh, you liked what I had to say. Or, um, you know, those are things that go a long way in yeah. newsrooms, too, is a, a nice, you know, complimentary yeah. email um, to let your, your employers or colleagues know that you appreciate this person and the work that they're doing in your community yeah. or what they did for you um we get a lot of you know complaints and we hear a lot sometimes about anything from our hair to our dress to um pronouncing a name incorrectly or a city incorrectly but if there's anything kind that you would like to share a little uh something that surprised you in a happy way um share that too share that too yes Yes. but yeah you can follow me on instagram twitter is where i spend most of my time not on facebook really but (laughs) well lena it has been a pleasure thank you so much for being here you have an open door anytime you want to come back and chat it up some more you are more than welcome to to come back to full circle this is you are officially friend to the show well thank you (laughs) i am so glad to have a friend in miss wanda and again i appreciate your time and and the the space and the opportunity this was such a pleasure and i i hope that i you know at least touch someone if again if any aspiring journalists uh, i also have an open dm policy kind of thing so um nothing free with that but i mean just if you want to reach out i am i am approachable and and reachable so very cool lena washington thank you so much this is full circle i'm your host miss wanda that's how we're doing it each and every saturday now that i am back Don't forget every Saturday, 10 a.m. until noon. And don't forget that the show uploads to podcast. Um, Just a FYI, I will no longer be on SoundCloud. I will just be on Apple and Spotify and some of the other platforms. But I think I'm going to take the SoundCloud down. And so just make sure you're following the show's page on Facebook and Instagram, Full Circle 975, so you can get all the information on where you can find the podcast. And you can subscribe so you never miss an episode. Show love to everyone you meet, family, and I'll see you next week. Peace. This has been Full Circle. Follow our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5.